Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord, for this day and your blessings and provisions. Uh, God, thank you uh, for another day to record a podcast. And uh, Lord, we just thank you for our awesome guests here today, Lord Chief uh, Phillips and Chief Willis. Lord, I pray your blessing over them. Thank you for their heart for this community. And uh, pray your continued guidance over their lives, Father. Uh, bless this time and this conversation. In Jesus' name, amen. Hello, everybody. This is Barry Feeker with the Topeka Rescue Mission. You're listening to our community, our mission on October 19th of 2022. Good morning, Lamanda Broyles. Good morning. How are you today? I'm tired. Tired? Yeah. <laughs> do you want me to say good or do you want me to say I tired? I want you to say great, wonderful, okay, everything, great, especially because we're having the podcast, fabulous, right? Fabulous, yeah. yes. Yeah. <laughs> so, hey, we got really exciting couple of guys here today. Yes. And uh, we're going to talk about that in a second. Uh-huh. And, uh, you know, we didn't even want to start the podcast because we were having such a good time talking before before we started. Uh-huh. But uh, anyway, um, give us a couple of updates of what's going on. Had a special event this week and yes. some cool stuff that's happening. And, and again, that other thing's coming in December. What's that called? Uh-huh. I think it's called Christmas. Christmas. Yes, uh-huh. right. And there's a little <laughs> preparation going on for that right a now. Little, so yes. what are some updates? Sure. Um, one, we just want to give a very big thank you. Um, to Mr. and Mrs. Dobsky. Mm-hmm. Uh, they are the owner of nine McDonald's here in Topeka. Um, and they just recently this week uh, opened the new um, and improved McDonald's at the location of 29th in California. Mm-hmm. And so we were able to uh, be there for that grand opening. Um, lots of people were there. The Highland Park High School Band um, and choir opened up. And so just a, a beautiful time. A lot of people mm-hmm. came together for that. Uh, they are doing a drive for the rescue mission, mm. which to me kind of just speaks to their character. You know, they're not just celebrating a restaurant that they're opening. Um, they're celebrating our community by giving back. Mm. Um, this and is the second so, time they've done this, and it yes, was very successful the first very time. Very successful. And mm. so there's like five or six items on the needs list um, where there are uh, barrels at all of those nine locations of those needs list. Um, you know, we're looking at hand warmers and tarps and underwear mm. um, that can be placed into those. There's a couple more items that are needed uh, specifically to help us um, serve our guests, but also when we're looking at um, the needs of those that are unsheltered on the streets um, and as we prepare for you know that thing happening in December that Christmas thing, thing, yes. <laughs> um, in addition to that grand opening and them doing this drive for us uh, they also blessed us by surprise um, when there were three nonprofits there um, sent and the Ronald McDonald house um, and then the rescue mission were the ones that they chose but they also blessed uh, each one of us with two thousand dollars awesome. for our nonprofits okay. so yes yeah. um, just a beautiful time of, of togetherness so that will also help us jump start our many many needs we have mm-hmm. for christmas mm-hmm. well then we'll advertise go to mcdonald's <laughs> yes. and donate there yes um, with your things and buy something while you're there and you'll probably see me there yes uh-huh. at least one of them uh-huh. because Somewhere. you also have a favorite lady Oh, I do. Right. Sharon. Uh-huh. Yeah. So cool. Uh-huh. Yeah, she is. I don't know where she's from. She talks Southern, uh-huh. uh, but she is one of the nicest people in the whole wide world. And mm-hmm. She was there last night. Yes, she yeah. was. And they were talking about how she is the queen of getting people to round up uh-huh. for the Ronald McDonald houses. And the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, because, <laughs> yes. yeah, she, uh, I've got two flags now because of her and mm-hmm. um, that I you know paid $5 each for. Uh-huh. Um, all I wanted was a... Diet Coke, uh-huh. but you know, she just very persuasive and uh, <laughs> nice. Uh-huh. Yeah. She had a big, big smile and was waving at everyone. And they just talked about how she's um, the heart of kind mm-hmm. of what they do too. So, um, so we're going to use that money uh, for Christmas needs. Um, you know, um, I think that this year is different for many people. 
Um, I mentioned last week on the podcast that uh, we are seeing a lot of people who typically have been able to help mm-hmm. um, now are on the side of being recipients. And um, we just want people to know this Christmas season that um, you still have dignity, like you are loved and you are supported and um, all of us have hard times. And if people say they don't, they're probably not being honest. Um, and so we just want people to feel no judgment and to know that if this is a rough time for you to provide for your family, or maybe you are feeling alone, like you are not seen, that you are not valued, um, that that's that's not true. Um, and so it's really going to take the community this year to take care of the community. Um, just for some rough numbers, we are planning for 200 guests. Um, you know, over the People summer staying in our shelters. Yes. And uh, over the summer, within like three or four weeks, our children numbers tripled. So mm-hmm. we are um, entertaining, you know, the numbers of between 30 to 40 mm-hmm. children um, that are in our mission right now. Mm-hmm. And uh, something that is very big on my heart um, and our team's heart is the traditions and the love and the celebrations that are happening in our home need to be happening in the shelter because that is their home. Mm -hmm. And so when I'm looking at doing gingerbreads for my daughters, you better believe we're going to have gingerbreads at the shelters. Um, If my kids are going to have stockings, we're going to be doing stockings. And so we're planning for, um, you know, anywhere between probably 40 and 50 children, um, another 150 for adults that are in our shelters right now. Uh, We're looking at also um, just being a blessing and wrapping around 200 unsheltered Mm -hmm. um, that are staying on the streets. And then we also partner with United Way's um, Christmas Bureau. Mm -hmm. And so we can take on anywhere between 250 households to 500 households. Um, and depending on how many is in each household, we could be looking at 1,000 to 1,200 people possibly. Um, this year, we're also going to be um, doing some deliveries. We're going to be um, doing some parties in the shelters. Um, just some different um, different type of approaches where – you know, I had somebody tell me sometimes I'm I'm reluctant to reach out because it feels like charity. <clears throat> and so that's something that's really on my heart um, this year is that um, nobody feels that way, that we feel like this celebration we're doing together, not because we have to, but we want to. Um, and it's really important that staff wrap around people that are in need right now uh, because we also need them. It's not all about us helping them. It's about us being um, in community mm-hmm. with their needs and being a part of that. Um, and by that, the Lord also shapes us. So a lot of neat things are happening. Um, I do feel a little bit like my hair is graying. Mm. I might be losing it. You still have it. I, I know. Um, <laughs> it's coming out a little bit. But um, I tell everybody if on um, December 31st I look 110, you know how it's well, going. You've been, here, <laughs> you've been director six months. And, six um, months, you've got yes. an, at least another month with hair. Yes, so, yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm making it. <laughs> I'm making it. Um, but a lot of needs. You know, we have the needs list um, posted. We're going to be posting more as um, time gets closer. We're going to need people helping us do deliveries. We're going to need people that want to volunteer um, on those. Those days, we're actually going to be doing a celebration December 23rd, 24th, and 25th mm-hmm. um, this year. So, you know, go mm-hmm. big or go home. Go, that's right. And, <laughs> that's and my mentality. This is kind of the way it's been. The pandemic kind of slowed that down a little bit. Yes. And we're just building back up. And also, mm-hmm. there's another issue here that we're watching very closely, and that mm-hmm. is individuals who and families who have um, been really struggling post-COVID. Mm-hmm. 
who um, have been in that special kind of moratorium on rent payments. Yes. And that's coming to an end. It is. And we have no real idea on how many folks mm-hmm. are going to not be able to pay rent. Right. Um, obviously, the employment numbers uh, have looked pretty good, but the, still there's a lot of people who haven't applied for work. Mm-hmm. Some people have um, kind of kicked the can down the road mm-hmm. um, on not taking care of business, and others just couldn't. Mm-hmm. And so um, it's going to hit in November. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And in addition soon. to those, you know, there's also the mental health concerns. You know, sure. we really start seeing behaviors ramp up. Um, people, you know, we can look at it as people are being aggressive. Or we can look at it and say, why are they? Um, And sometimes a loneliness or an isolation or being unseen is really the root cause of something Mm -hmm. that seems so um, in your face with those behaviors. And so that's really what we're trying to be proactive with um, is just really saying, you know what, let's let's be proactive with this. Let's Mm -hmm. really be on the streets. Let's really be engaged in the shelters um, so that when people start creeping, you know, that feeling of – that they don't matter, they don't belong. And then that defensiveness comes out, um, sometimes boredom, you know, those kinds of things. Um, they ramp up around the holiday season. And while many of us are celebrating and, and looking forward to times, mm-hmm. there are many people in the community that aren't. And so if we can really be a part of that, you know, it, it's a game changer. It is. And a lot of people make a big difference by volunteering, giving. Mm-hmm. And uh, and it, it does take a community, yes. the village, and uh, takes a community of us networking with other professionals in the helping profession. And, yes. and, and Lamanda, it's a good segue into talking about how we're excited today that we have mm-hmm. the chiefs with us. Yes, I mean, you know, this is an incredible time <laughs> of year. Um, and uh, not to disappoint people, but um, it's not the Kansas City Chiefs. It's the Topeka <laughs> Chiefs with uh, with uh, Chief uh, Wheelis and Chief Phillips with the uh-huh. Topeka Police Department and the Fire Department. Yes. Good morning, Gentlemen, welcome. Good morning. Good Thank morning. you for being here, uh, Chief Willis. You've been on our community, our mission before, and uh, so we kind of unpacked your story a little bit uh, on that time. And uh, uh, Chief Phillips, uh, just like to hear a little bit right now uh, how long you've been on the department. Obviously, the chief now. Your dad was the chief fire chief at one time uh, a number of years ago uh, during my time here as well. Yep. And so uh, yeah, it's just like uh, the world just keeps on moving. So. Um, <laughs> Uh, chief Phillips, how long have you, um, been with the fire department and then when did you become chief? So I, I was hired in December of 1995. So I'm in the process of finishing my 27th year and starting into my 28th year with the department. Um, I became chief on March 4th of this year. Mm-hmm. So I, throughout my career, I worked my way up to the suppression ranks up to the rank of captain. I was promoted to battalion chief at the beginning of 2021, mm-hmm. um, was named the interim deputy chief at the beginning of 22. And then when Chief Duke uh, announced his retirement um, a few months after that, I, I was then uh, named the chief on March 4th. March 4th. Okay. Yep. What's it like uh, following in your dad's footsteps in this regard? Well, uh, you know, it wasn't something that I ever set out to do. I actually, I, I graduated from Seaman, uh, went to school at KU, was going to get a business degree and be a big business person and make a million dollars and all of that. And um, as I was finishing college, I I just kind of got the bug. Um, he had never really mentioned the fire department to me or anything like that. And and all he said to me was when I brought it up to him was he wanted me to finish school, which I did. I mm-hmm. uh, got my degree. And then about a year and a half after that, I was when I was hired on the department. But, you know, I feel like I learned a lot from him um, and not just about doing the job but also about 
how to treat people, about how to handle yourself in this profession, um, the way you you give back to your community and the way you're serving your community and, and helping overall to to kind of take care of people when they're having some of their worst days. Yeah. And certainly they do. When you guys show up, both of you, when you show up, it's not the best days. Uh, <laughs> normally you don't get a call to say, hey, come see how we're doing. Right. It's like, mm-hmm. come help me right now. Uh, chief Wheelis, you, uh, started a little bit before in regards to being the chief, uh, of the department of police department before uh, chief Phillips came on board as chief. And now you guys are almost kind of like Batman and Robin right now. I mean, you guys are, you're tag team. As, as we're clear on who Batman is. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was going to say more Laurel and Hardy. Right? Yes. <laughs> yeah. There's a number of comparisons. No, yeah. no, I think that's really what it is. I mean, it's, yeah. it's kind of like the, the, my first experience with the, the podcast up here. I mean, you find common ground yeah. with, with people who are motivated by similar things. And, and you, you really recognize people that want to work hard and the people that want to serve their community. Mm-hmm. And so I think the city did a great hire with uh, chief Phillips. I yes. think he's done a great job um, initially with what he's been doing at the fire department. But for us, it was, it was very much fast friends because we see the world the same. We see the uh, essence of the public safety team here in the capital city, the same. So there was a lot of common ground um, mm-hmm. and we both had, similar ideas about where we wanted to make changes and, and things like that. But I'm just glad you started with Chief Phillips because following Lamanda is not an easy <laughs> thing no, to do. Absolutely <laughs> not. Although, although I will say is, is uh, I, you talk about uh, hair getting gray and uh-huh. not have Listen, I'll, I'll trade you anytime. I know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she's doing fine. Yes, she's we do joke fine. about that. Yeah, so. um, you know, when we watch uh, television, movies, or whatever, they they kind of depict uh, kind of a, a competition between fire and, and, and law enforcement sometimes. Sometimes they don't get along. That's not the case here. Mm-hmm. Um, how, obviously, you guys... Um, you know, have come up through your ranks. Um, you've had your own personal experiences. You see community safety in a very, very similar fashion. How important is it to you personally that you guys have the relationship that you do? Uh, I'll be honest, for, and I need to give credit where credit is due. I, you know, the day that I was named chief, um, Chief Wheelis and some of his staff attended the press conference announcing mm-hmm. um, that, as well as he reached out to me. We had a conversation that morning and just kind of what to expect kind of the whirlwind that is mm-hmm. that first couple, three weeks or so, um, as well as um, just initiating that conversation of wanting to work together, mm-hmm. uh, wanting to be cooperative in our efforts and, and seeing it as a public safety team versus police department and fire department being separate. And, I, you know, it, it just struck a chord mm-hmm. of how we operated on the streets for years. I, I don't think a lot of people realize that is that our officers and our firefighters are out there on a daily basis working together hand-in-hand and have some great relationships. And I think that's gotten lost over the years. Mm -hmm. But this was just an opportunity for both of us to bring that to the forefront, being the head of our agencies. And um, recently, uh, was it back in June, I think? Summer, yeah. uh, When we had the first-ever joint command staff meeting between Mm – the entire uh, TFD and TPD uh, command staffs. From the public standpoint, we're going to see you working together when you both show up at a, a scene um, where there's a potential criminal situation, obviously a fire or an emergency of some kind. We see you at the rescue mission all the time, um, fire department, AMR, law enforcement, uh, I don't know how many times a day um, this occurs, but it, it's a lot because of the, the magnitude of the challenges people face. 
But describe to the community that's listening right now what it's like for – what do you guys do besides to show up at the emergency? What do you do to build this relationship um, that you have between the two of you and then obviously modeling it for the departments? You have a command staff meeting that you had. What else do you do? Well, we've done some – I mean, we, we've kind of taken our own spin on some things, and we've, we've done, done some business walk-in talks that is what we call it. But we hit Noto and downtown and out on Southeast 6 together as the police chief and fire chief actually meeting the business owners in their business, a uh, surprise thing, and just asking what we can do um, to help them from a public safety standpoint. But I think the reason why is because – he has lived here his entire life, and, and I've been here for 30 years uh, at this point, and we both raised our families here. Yeah. So for us, it's not just the dedication and the commitment that we have to our professions, which obviously takes quite a bit for both of us, but the city, mm-hmm. this city, the Topeka capital city means a great deal to us. Um, it means a great deal to us to make that better, and that's something that we work very hard on. So we have just really kind of kind of blossomed from there. Um, but you're exactly right. I mean, we, we can't just talk about it. We have to be you're out there doing, doing it. Um, mm-hmm. But police and fire overlap so much, um, and, and I think it was really a, a good-natured competition. But we, we really wanted to take it to some practical applications for the community, and we really made it a priority um, from very first meetings that we had um, to make sure that we were doing everything as a public safety team to make it as effective and efficient as it can. And once you put the good staffs that we have together, then the ideas just start flowing. And, and there's going to be a lot of really cool things that uh, people notice in 2023 that they've never seen but jointly between the police department and the fire department. So there's a little teaser for you. Mm-hmm. That, that's exciting. <laughs> well, we'll have to have you back for yeah. a bit. Um, and, and I would just add real quick, though, is that, and Chief touched on mm-hmm. it a little bit there, is that, we only look as good as our staffs. Mm-hmm. Our staffs uh, that we have in place and our personnel that are out there on a day-in and day-out basis, interacting with the community, providing those services, we're nothing without them mm-hmm. and, and the effort that they give. So uh, uh, every day I, I just um, feel very privileged yeah. to to lead this organization. Yeah, it takes good quarterbacks and it takes good team, front linemen, uh, receivers. But, but the, the reach-out stuff, Barry, the reach-out stuff that I did to him, is a direct tribute to you um, and mm. the things that leaders like you that necessarily didn't wear a uniform or mm. badge, but taught me as I was coming up through the senior command ranks. And, and I would throw, I would throw Don McWilliams of the boys and girls club out there as well. Mm-hmm. Taught me about how those relationships are built yes. and, mm-hmm. and how you really have to pay things forward uh, to try to prepare people in leadership roles mm-hmm. for the ups and downs. Yes. Lamanda and I've had some yes. conversations too. Uh-huh. When she crashes our meetings, some of them some of them more natural than other. She just thinks she's welcome everywhere, you know. So uh. I'm just waiting for my honorary badge, and I want to be a firefighter hey, as those, well. They, they stick right on. I know. You just have to not I've put done this for machine. six months, and I've not gotten one yet. She's like a combo so. badge. She wants it like half. That's right. Half yes, that's yeah, right. There you go, Lamanda. You. Uh, uh, obviously, as working as a principal in Topeka Public Schools, mm-hmm. you engaged with law enforcement and fire mm-hmm. whenever there was emergencies yes. with the children or families mm-hmm. or whatever. What's it been like to see this level mm-hmm. of networking with the rescue mission and both our police and fire? Mm-hmm. You know, I, I the first thing that I think of when you say that is just it should be an example for everyone. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we get to travel some, um, I'm a leader with the city gate network, um, the association that we belong with. And, um, so there's just a lot of, um, 
collaboration amongst emerging leaders and things. And um, when I'm able to talk about what our fire chief does and what our, you know, police chief does and what we do together, it's almost like foreign, really. Mm-hmm. Um, it is and unique. Yes. And I'm so glad that I've had that opportunity to see that because I don't know anything different. Mm-hmm. So I'm looking at this thinking, well, isn't everybody an example like that and how they work together and how I can call them with any need that I have or a concern or a tip or a question. Um, and I don't have to feel like I'm not a part of it, you know, that it really is seen as this big team and this team that is to care for the community. Um, and so I kind of like being able to see that it's not everywhere. Um, but then it also, to me is important that we get that out there um, that yes, we have different departments and we have specific duties. Um, but when we come together, we're stronger. And I think that's what both of these gentlemen do. Um, and even though they tease me a little, uh, they let me be a part of that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I hope that they know that um, it's not just about what they can do for the rescue mission, that really it's what the rescue mission can do for them as well and their jobs, because it's not easy. Um, And I know that they hear a lot of criticism and a lot of um, input and feedback. Um, And I just want them to know that from our standpoint, um, we support them and are thankful for everything that they do. Absolutely. And, 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 you know, you guys are having a good time doing it too. I mean, there's just such a joy um, that we've uh, seen and experienced. And when you are, good with each other, then your troops are good with each other mm-hmm. and the community is good. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, well, we thank you for that. So let's talk about um, where we are today in regards to, there's been some increase in fire um, activity in, in the community. Um, uh, Chief Phillips, you've been on the department, you've seen trends. Um, are we in a particular upswing right now? Is this abnormal? Uh, some of it's uh, been uh, homeless, uh, some maybe not. Um, what kind of a picture can you give us? Because you are you're in the driver's seat on on understanding this. Yeah. So traditionally, I would say that um, uh, we're not necessarily like just out of the norm. Um, we always see an increase in fires overall, but also with fires in vacant structures. Um, during this time of year as we move, like kind of when then we first get that big cold snap, which we've recently experienced, mm-hmm. um, it literally is it just drives a lot of people looking indoors, looking for shelter, mm-hmm. looking for ways to stay warm. And unfortunately, sometimes that causes issues, mm-hmm. uh, unforeseen consequences. Um, we've had you know some fires kind of in a short time period here recently. But overall, I wouldn't say it's... Um, that it's something unique to Topeka. I think there's communities all over that see this at this time of year, every year. Um, You know, some of that's also driven by other societal factors, Mm -hmm. whether you have economic issues going on with the community as a whole or across the country or, you know, inflationary issues. I I remember my dad talking about back in the eighties when it was almost became like arson for profit Mm -hmm. back then. So, um, but I would say that not, necessarily anything completely out of the norm, but this is definitely a time of the year when we see an uptick. Is it difficult sometimes to understand whether it's homeless or it's something else, or is that pretty well defined once you have to do an investigation? Um, For the most part, I'd say we have a pretty good idea. We may not necessarily be able to prove it in a court of law, Mm -hmm. um, so to speak, but we usually have a pretty good idea. Uh, We'll usually get information or we'll see you know, if if we go to a, a fire in a structure that has no utilities hooked up, no other 
what you might consider natural or mechanical means of a way that a fire started in that that structure, then, you know, kind of by process of elimination, mm-hmm. we're looking at it's usually because of some type of human activity. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, like I said, a lot of times it's just basic survival instincts. People are just looking for a place to shelter, a, pla- a way to stay warm. Mm-hmm. And um, unfortunately, sometimes, you know, unintended consequences happen. And we've seen that over decades yes. uh, have happened. Chief Wheelis, um, we are um, still in an economic challenging time, cost of living, um, for food, shelter, um, basic services, gasoline. Um, I was out on the West coast, uh, last week and, uh, it was six fifteen a gallon. So I got back here and I'm going, man, I can't wait to fill up here. Uh, but, uh, it, uh, these kind of issues create desperation in people. Um, have we seen any particular increase in, in uh, normal, quote-unquote, crime activity in Topeka, Kansas that you would maybe attribute to the struggles that people are going through? Yeah, I, I think that's that's exactly right. I mean, I, I think that Amanda Amanda talked about it at the beginning. You know, holidays are hard. Mm-hmm. I mean, from a, just from a, from a people perspective, mm-hmm. holidays are, are hard. And when you add economic struggles and, and challenges on top of that, and, and we've seen an increase in, in mental health, and I've spoke about uh, mental health challenges, and I've spoken about that. And, and we've seen an increase in, in the potency of some of the illegal drugs. And when you layer all of those things, economic pressure, mental health issues, um, and illegal drugs, you're, you're going to see an uptick mm-hmm. in crime. And, and we have seen, certainly seen that here in the recent history. But I thought a lot of what she was talking about was right. I mean, we, we generally around the holidays, it's really hard for a lot of people. There are a lot of people that celebrate. I just think that's why she's a great choice for this organization, because there are a lot of people who cannot see beyond their celebrations. But the holidays are really, really a hard time for a lot of people. And we certainly see that in police and fire on the front lines, just on our normal police mm-hmm. and fire response calls. I mean, this time of the year triggers memories for a lot of people that aren't always the most happy memories, memories of what's going on. So I think it's also a great opportunity for us as a community to wrap our arms around those people too, and, and make great memories for them moving forward. Mm -hmm. And I, and I think that's, that's kind of what um, we would like to see in in the, in the modern version of, of the public safety team that we do is we're going to respond. We're going to do the initial things that we need to do from a police and fire standpoint, but that's not where we stop. That's not where we want to stop. We want to continue on with the conversations, whether it's having great partners like we do here at TRM that we can refer the services to. But we see as the frontline 911 emergency call responders, people in crisis and, and beyond what can we do to get them to the right services. And that's why these conversations and relationships are so important. But uh, I'm very concerned um, about a concern that you brought to me, you know, probably six months, eight months ago about about what kind of uptick we're going to see on people who are being put out of their homes because of, of the rental aid going away. And so um, I hope that you're not quite as right on that as, as well, you were I, talking I, about I, it. But. Yeah, I don't know. You know, at one time um, about a year and a half ago, it was estimated that this could affect potentially 70,000 Kansans. When, thing, when things worry awful. Barry Feeker, they, they worry me. <laughs> uh, and, 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 and this worries me. Yeah. You know, I think I, you know, I, I get – I get worried enough to get motivated to try to do something. And that's what you guys are about, what the rescue mission is about. What I'm hearing also is that law enforcement and uh, fire and rescue is not just about reaction. It is about prevention. Mm -hmm. It is about what do we do as a community to 
try to help people to be more stable in their lives so they don't have to break into a home, uh, abandoned home. Uh, they don't need to commit a crime. They don't need to steal from other people. And while that may seem like uh, kind of pie in the sky, uh, no, we don't reduce all crime and all fires. Uh, not every emergency is going to go away. But the more that we can see our neighbors, as Amanda says, so eloquently to help them to understand that they're valued and noticed, the more that we can be there as a community and not just be calling 911 after it's too late mm-hmm. almost and to be proactive on this, whether it's Christmas time or whether it's the mobile access partnership out in the streets, um, whether it's this different agencies reaching out, whether it's a rescue mission being here to help our community be a part of our community. So it's not just always calling the experts. And uh, this is one of the things that uh, we have thrown out there for the community in regards to volunteering at the rescue mission is here's an opportunity for you to engage with people so that you benefit as Lamanda, you mentioned about Christmas, we benefit too, but the people who are in need benefit and how we develop relationships, how important, uh, I think you kind of said it in different ways, but how important it is to each of your departments that, um, you know, that it's not just rescue mission, just isn't a place to take people or people come to where you can find them when they're in a crisis, but that there are efforts in this community to be bringing more stability to our neighborhoods and individuals in the community. Well, I I would say like from our point of view over with the fire department, one thing that um, we've had discussions about and we're trying to formulate some plans and I'm sure it'll be some further discussions Mm -hmm. with Lamanda and Mm -hmm. other community partners, but you talked about the preventative side and, you know, a lot of times we're we're coming out on a nine one one call that maybe shouldn't be a nine one one call. Mm-hmm. If there can be services in place, if there can be some preventative services in place, mm-hmm. um, even possibly with the fire department or with other agencies, mm-hmm. where people can receive the services and the care that they need on on the front side, mm-hmm. we take the stress and strain off of the nine one one system on the back side. So. We have a vested interest in that because that's a win-win from both sides. People are getting the care and the services they need, and it's not taxing our resources in a way that maybe we're not traditionally set up for. Mm-hmm. So we're having conversations within the fire department about that amongst staff and trying to look at some different ideas and explore some opportunities for how we may be able to be even even better partner and more active partner on the preventative side. Than That's what exciting we've been for us to learn from your lens as well as law enforcement lens. What yeah. can we do better um, as a community? We do have a particular voice here at the rescue mission that engages with people at a different level than a, a crisis emergency to be able to engage people. So to learn what it is that you guys see from your end that we can then engage with community to help people maybe, I don't know, be volunteers with law enforcement and fire. I don't know. You know, I know you have with law enforcement. Uh, but to actually take an opportunity and get some tools in their toolbox to help out within their own neighborhoods. Chief Willis, um, I know that you um, engage a lot with the different community members and so forth. Um, what um, What is it that, that, that neighbors can do to help us be safer? Well, I think that's, you know, that's, that's the big mystery of, and the, the struggle for all of us at this table is, you know, the headlines are always what occurs. We don't get the headlines about the ones that we prevent, and we don't even actually know the numbers. Mm-hmm. I mean, we really don't know how many mm-hmm. tragedies have been prevented by the fact that the Topeka Rescue Mission is here mm-hmm. and the stability that you provide people. I mean, 
that's not a headline we see. And we, we have the same thing. Mm-hmm. They really don't know how many fires they prevent. There's not a way to do that. We don't right. know how many crimes we prevent. But we all believe in our hearts that we're in the right place and this is what we're supposed to be doing. And and so that that's what I would tell you is I think neighbors, that all you got to do is listen to podcasts like this. The messages are here. If you're a neighbor, because you talk about it. Mm-hmm. Love your neighbor. Look out for your neighbor. Treat your neighbor like you want to be treated. These are time-tested yes. things that have been around for a very, very long yes. time. So that's what I say is sometimes we try to complicate it. We try to come up with new ideas. Man, a hug is a powerful thing. And I know that's not a cop. The cop would usually say stuff like that. But, <laughs> I mean, that's the people part. And that, that's yes. why it's it's so important that we do what we do and why, why we love coming on and, and being the face for our agencies because – we have a lot of great people yes. and showcasing Absolutely. our great people mm-hmm. is what it is. And, and they're, they're great mothers and fathers and aunts and uncles and yes. coaches and mentors. And, and it's the heart is really, it's really no more complicated than that. You just got to lay out the logistics behind the right people and support it. So that's what I would tell your, all the neighbors. And I say these when I'm out of the community means just start. Mm-hmm. If you, if you, if you think you got an idea, just start. start uh, yeah. and, and like you said, it's, it's, from a from a police and fire prevention, um, we we would definitely say you know if you if you see something say something and and, and make those calls and things like that. But um, I think any time that we could just reach out, you never really get to know if that little thing yes. makes a difference. Mm-hmm. But you got to believe that it does. Yeah. Um, but any effort's better than no effort. Yeah, yes. that's my. I mean, advice. I, I, we any, don't quit. Any, that's yeah, just, anything, we're not built like anything that. that anyone can do. With it's still better than nothing, right? You know, so I. That that's what I would say is is don't be afraid to at least try. Mm-hmm. You know, it it may work, it may not, but you're you're definitely not going to be successful if you don't at least try. Yes. Somebody's in hard there. times and texts, even little texts yes. that yes. come <laughs> at, at the right moments. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Um, I mean a great deal to us in leadership, and that's certainly a lesson that we try to pass yeah. on. So even mm-hmm. something as simple, any kind of reach out mm-hmm. like that, when you know your neighbors are struggling, or you know your business partners struggling or whoever church leaders are struggling. Those things mean a difference. It's about, mm-hmm. like you said, it's about mm-hmm. people caring and people understanding that they matter in this big, crazy world that's spinning around. Somebody cares about the individual. Yes. Um, well, and I think it's important to remember is we're all people. Yes. I mean, mm-hmm. it doesn't matter what your circumstances are. Right. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter if you're living in a half a million dollar home mm-hmm. or if you're currently in a situation where you're unsheltered is we're all still people. Yes. We're all still human beings and we're all members of this community, and and what yeah, we do we're, impacts each other absolutely positively yes. and, and absolutely. I can say from experience um, that the response from law enforcement and fire is uh, is is best that I've ever seen it mm-hmm. um, in my time, and that's three and a half decades. We've had some ebbs and flows in both relationships with uh, with uh, fire and, and law enforcement. We've had some other great leaders before, not taking anything away from them. But today, by virtue of me um, stepping back a little bit and looking at this relationship and how not only the response is uh, from from professional um, needs and, and crisis, but the response from officers and firefighters and how they're treating people is um, best I've ever seen. It. Mm-hmm. And so um, that has to do with leadership and that's you guys. And your team. And I just want to say that because you really truly are heroes to people in their time of crisis, mm-hmm. which oftentimes is the rescue mission itself mm-hmm. <laughs> is in a time of Daily. crisis when we call you. <laughs> Daily. Um, and so you're, you're professional, kind, courteous, and I would say compassionate. 
mm-hmm. to those who are on the front lines here as well as those we're attempting to serve who are going through their crisis, whatever it is. It's, 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 it's professional and compassion at the same time. And sometimes those, those are hard to blend, but that's what we see. We, we, we certainly shoot for that goal all the time, every time, and we don't hit it all the time. And we've had some great mm-hmm. conversations um, explaining things. And so I, th- I think that's uh, – it's all about that communication and that relationship back and forth. But uh, Chief Phillips is doing a great job over at the fire department. Yeah. Well, I appreciate that. But I will also say is that um, Chief Willis sets a, a pretty high bar. He does, mm-hmm. doesn't he? Over there so <laughs> at PD. And, uh, but, no, it, I, I mean, we, we give each other a pretty good uh, ribbing uh, mm-hmm. back and forth mm-hmm. quite often. But um, I, I, think it's, I think it's kind of – almost been like fuel for both of us. Mm-hmm. I think we've both kind of fed off of what we see from each other. Um, and maybe when you're, you know, having a day where you're tired, you're worn down. I mean, mm-hmm. I know he's had some critical incidents with mm-hmm. him, his staff and his personnel recently. Um, yeah. You know, like he said, sometimes just a, a quick text or mm-hmm. a quick little email. Hey, you know, anything you need, let us know. Mm-hmm. You know, appreciate what you guys are doing over there to help to keep the community safe. And, and I think it just, it just helps kind of, you know, rev the motor back up and, yes. and keep you going. So that's what it is. I mean, it's it. We we're people. Barry Feeker needs a kind text on occasion too. No, right? I mean, everybody, everybody does. Everybody does. Yeah. <laughs> Probably not as much as the rest of us for some <laughs> reason. But I mean, no, it's, right. it makes yes, a big absolutely. deal. Yeah. Um, the little the little notes from the TRM that I yeah. get and and the text messages of uh, is a long standing tradition that uh, yeah. you made a pretty good hire behind you. Oh, too, so. definitely, definitely, no <laughs> doubt about that. I'm yeah. talking about Josh. Uh-huh. And, yep, yeah. <laughs> and Scott, Josh and Scott. That's right. Um, before we close today, give us your perspectives on how you see the home concerns in our community from uh, community health, safety, uh, law enforcement, uh, those kind of things. And and anything that you feel, and this is your great opportunity to go ahead and lay the cards on the table, what can we at Topeka Rescue Mission do to improve our outreach to those who at this time in their lives are experiencing homelessness? Well, I think this is challenging a time in, in that particular topic of unsheltered. Um, and, and, you know, this is always such a positive thing, but this is as challenging a time and we're headed into what may even be a more challenging time. Mm-hmm. Um, so mm-hmm. I think it's great. We had our, our PD staff meeting over here in the building. It was great yes. for us to meet the TRM staff, but for us to understand, you guys have the same staffing challenges. Mm-hmm. You guys have the same mm-hmm. resources challenges. So to me, our budgets are a little different. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. that's true. That's true. So is our impact. <laughs> absolutely. No, but I mean, and absolutely. But I think it's just as this is just as challenging a time as we've ever seen. And I think it's right to have those serious conversations. And I think these relationships are absolutely going to be essential for us to navigate that for this city. Um, and, and the capital city is always going to be an important, important message center across the whole state. So, yes. so that's, that's a big responsibility. But um, I would tell you that I think it's very challenging times. I think we're up to the challenge. Um, but we have to be, we have to motivate the government leaders to put the resources mm-hmm. in the proven places that we know will work. Yes. And we have to work ahead of the problem as much as we possibly can. Those would be the two messages that I would say. Well, I think that's really well put. And I think, again, um, we can continue to do what we've always done and and be more reactive. Um, And we're going to get the same results. Uh, But it's going to not be as pleasant results when things get more challenging. Um, Or we can be proactive. And that takes a whole community and it takes our government leaders that are willing to see this for it and who invest in it. 
and nobody likes to invest their dollars in anything other than what they want. But if we want to be a safe community um, in every way, shape, or form, we have to invest, whether it is in the right equipment and the right personnel for both of your departments or whether it is the kind of services that we need to help people to break the cycle of poverty and homelessness. We've got to do that. And as a nation, we haven't done that very well. And so we're going to have to ask ourselves, are we going to go ahead and slide or are we going to go up? And I think you're right. We have to have that candid assessment that we haven't always done. And and what can we do different? And I, I, I love being part of those conversations. I think that's that's the coolest thing about being a, a chief of police for a modern day law enforcement is we're at the table. We weren't always at the table of social ills and community efforts right. and those kind of things. And so it's, it's a great place to be from where I sit. Well, it, and I think it's also a responsibility being in the positions that Chief Wheelis and myself are in is that we have a forum um, to initiate some of those conversations, maybe with individuals or with groups that haven't been involved in the discussion before. And I think the more stakeholders that you bring to the table, um, the more ideas you have to evaluate, try, just throw out there that eventually, you know, hopefully you come up with some solutions um, that, you know, maybe it's a different way of doing things than what we've done traditionally, but maybe it ends up being a better way. Yes. And if we don't try, like I said earlier, if we don't try, we're definitely mm-hmm. never going to be successful if we don't at least try. That's right. Mm-hmm. Well, I know that uh, we've been open to that, and uh, it's it's heartwarming to hear you guys are open to that. I know Lamanda's open to that, mm-hmm. those, those kind of conversations, and also inviting the community to be a part of uh, the reflection of what we see. Well, guys, uh, we uh, would love to just continue to carry on this conversation, but kind of feeling you want to keep the community safe in in all kinds of different ways. And so, and I know Amanda's (laughs) got a schedule here, but uh, thank you for being here today. And thank you for really being Topeka Chiefs um, uh, all-stars that really are um, uh, somebody, some guys and their departments that we can really look up to. Um, the men and women who serve in our community are really heroes, and uh, you guys get a chance to lead them. And, and we're just so appreciative of both of you and uh, what you do for the community, what you do for the Topeka Rescue Mission. And so thank you again for being here and, and putting your lives out there like you do. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Anytime. Yep, absolutely. Thank you for listening to our community, our mission. You've listened to Topeka Chiefs, um, uh, Brian Wheelis uh, with the Topeka Police Department and the Fire Department, Randy Phillips. And uh, we are just blessed to have these men um, who are leading and uh, a part of this community. And they really do uh, have great teams out there. We see them every day and encounter with them every day. If you'd like more information about the Topeka Rescue Mission, you can go to trmonline.org. That's trmonline.org. If you would like to help us with this podcast, this is number 144 today. That means 145 is next week, right? Amanda, am I math right? And so if you would like to help us, you can subscribe, you can rate, and you can share. And also look up at those billboards that are around town, thanks to Lamar, that are advertising our community, our mission. Thank you for listening.